0: You're listening to A Conversation with Michael Bradley.
1: Of EMG Radio. Uh, this week we're going to do something a little different. This will be the first in a new uh, conversational style format. In the future we'll bring you more episodes similar to this, but keep in mind this one is a little rough because most of this conversation was recorded uh, with Michael Bradley after his interview uh, uh, for last week's episode. So. Uh, A small section of this had uh, been intended to go back into the interview episode. I went ahead and held it back for this episode. But for the most part, the majority of this was never intended to go on the podcast. But after we had the discussion, we decided uh, it might be a good idea. And if you listen through to the end of last week's episode, you can kind of hear where the initial idea sprang from. In the future, I'd like to do more uh, one-on-one style conversational episodes as well as like free-for-all group episodes multiple hosts and guests and we'll let the conversations go all over but we'll also kind of have a kind of an itinerary just so uh that we have some structure to it and again i want to thank michael bradley for taking the time to talk to us last week uh for both the interview episode as well as this conversation episode and for that awesome intro at the beginning now this conversation kind of kicks right into it um we are talking about the EMG group here at the beginning. As the conversation goes on, uh, we switch subjects, um, and that'll be obvious. But there wasn't a good starting place in the conversation since it was Uh so we'll just go right into it. Enjoy.
0: It's pretty amazing, to be honest. Like you know, even though it's only small EMG, is you know, it's, we're not massive or anything, but like the community is. I, f- I fucking love it. it. You know, it's pretty much all I use Facebook for now. <laughs> you know, if 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 EMG wasn't around, I probably wouldn't go on Facebook half as much as I do. Because I just lurk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: dude. That's very much the case with me too. I I used to use it for other things, but like, yeah, since EMG, that's the main reason I'm in there. Like, what talk talk to my real life friends? Forget that. I'm gonna talk to my musician friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's such a it's a breath it's a breath of fresh air, you know. Like, from you know, obviously, you know, I have great friends, but like, you know, real life friends. But I don't have many musician friends or people who actively make music. And sometimes I can bore my friends just by blathering on to them about fucking music and what I'm doing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, the EQ's pissing me off, and they're just like, okay, like, um. So yeah, it's nice to have this outlet. Where I can actually discuss things with people who actually know what I'm talking about, so. Yeah, that's, no, that's the exact,
1: that's exactly the same for me. And that's kind of why, uh, before EMG, I started another group that kind of got flooded by rock and emo guys, and none of them were really interested in, like, discussing stuff. They just kind of spammed the group with their oh. newest shit once in a while. All <laughs> uh, right, And, and... Uh, but Sean, uh, who was in it? It was Sean and Atticus were both in it. And they suggested, well, you know, try creating a new group for just electronic whatever. And th- mm. so then we did that. But yeah, that's the reason I started it was because, yeah, my, my real life friends are great. But like, there's not really hardly any of them that I can talk music stuff or would be interested in anything like that, you know?
0: Exactly. It's it's nice. It <laughs> makes you feel less isolated in, in mm-hmm. your art which is very handy you know but yeah like emg is uh, you know seen when a while i joined i don't even know it was like a year and a bit ago now like uh we it was just the group i think and now, now we've got like you know, compilation albums got this, this radio thing going on which is awesome i lo- I download this on my uh, uh my iphone and, and listen to it all the podcasts <laughs> i've listened to everyone so far um, really, that's awesome man I'm yeah glad. I- I tried to leave a review. Uh, a review. <laughs> a reviewer, you mentioned talking about it, and I just I don't know. I keep checking it; it's not there. Uh, maybe maybe I got rejected by Apple or something.
1: Yeah, um, I, uh, okay. I am not. I am not a fan of iTunes. I threw it up there because <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that use it, and a lot of people get their their podcasts from there. So I was like, well, it'll be a good way to get more listeners. But man, I am not a fan of
0: iTunes at all. No, it's it's pretty. Dire is, I just I just don't like the fact that you you pay like quite expensive prices and you get fucking lossy music. I mean, oh I know. Like I don't know if that's changed. Like I'm only going off what I knew from it a few years ago. But like, you know, come on, 256 VBR like for something I paid for. You know, I paid like a price for of a CD for. I kind of want like a lossless format. I don't know. Perhaps that doesn't matter to other people, but.
1: Well, well I, and I think that's exactly the thing. Like, the general consumer, I don't think they care about that stuff. But I totally agree. And that's why Bandcamp's kind of badass, because you can at least download, like, Flack and stuff like that.
0: That's the thing that, like, amazed me when I, someone linked it or something. I don't know where I found it, but uh, someone linked it, and I was like, oh, let's have a look at this. And I was like, wow. I was, like, looking at the choices. Like, they even had OGG. And I was like, uh-huh. fuck. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I don't know anyone who uses that but that's cool that they have that there. So I thought it was pretty impressive. Bandcamp's awesome and
1: we talked a little bit about it on one of the episodes that I don't really think the the general public like people that would, you know, just listeners and stuff know about Bandcamp. Like mm. all the musicians I know know about it, but like the people who might listen to those musicians, I don't think they have a fucking clue about it.
0: I think they'll probably just see it as like your website. Um you know, I don't think it's got that status like MySpace had. You know, thank God. But like, it's uh, you know where it's like my oh, let's check your MySpace. I don't think the general listeners would be like that. I think it'd be more like a website. You know, so I I think it's awesome. Like uh, I I haven't done it, but like uh, you, how you can get your own domain name and it just redirects to BankCamp. That's really cool. So that's a. That's a great way to really save money, I guess. If like you really can't build a a website or pay for hosting or something like that, just spend however little it is to get a domain name, and then just uh, attach it to your bank amp. It might not be as amazing as a a fully built site, but you know, it's unique. Oh, it's a yeah,
1: no, it's a great op. It's like a, it's a great um. Oh, what's the word? Uh, not an opportunity, but it's a. I don't know. It's a good tool, especially yeah. if you don't have the knowledge to build your site. And like what Bandcamp offers just for the free accounts is pretty sweet.
0: It is. I mean, there's a bit of like controversy, like over, um, you know, paying for free downloads, which, you know, I haven't hit yet. So thank God. <laughs> but I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do when people have downloaded it so much and everyone out of free downloads like uh oh yeah that's true if you hit over if you go over like 2 199
1: <laughs> or 200 you have to pay huh uh,
0: it's uh it's difficult it gets reset every month which is good but uh uh-huh. i'm sure there'll be a way around it or something i don't know just uh get, put the lowest price on and then put links to torrents or something you could host and 200 downloads in a month like
1: yeah, yeah. i haven't come anywhere close to the no. emg <laughs> albums haven't hit that uh, my the Three Blind Minds albums haven't hit that and that's not like a huge amount but having a lot of people downloading your stuff is, prob- is probably a good problem to have you know
0: true yeah I mean I probably wouldn't complain because <laughs> I'd just be overwhelmed that the The peaks and download uh, in, on downloads would be all the way up so it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to see right now it just looks like spike and then flatline spike and then flatline <laughs> Yep. So that's being a starving artist That it is
1: Was there anything else Specifically you wanted to talk about? Anything you want me to cut back in there?
0: Or? Yeah I was going to see if we could talk A little bit about people in EMG Who've released stuff recently Yeah, of course want to say say my thoughts on People's music because it's, it's awesome Like uh, We got Um I've got Alex Mascot and his, uh, you know, the, well, Between Clouds, th- that song is really good. I mean, th- like when you, when you played it and you said it centered you, you know, it's, um, it's amazing. Uh, that's In Sequence, by the way, not, um, not just Alex Mascot. The band's called In Sequence. Uh, it's ser- seriously good. You should check that out at insequence.bandcamp.com. Um. Also, uh, of course we have uh, Drazen, um, who is called Ezra Yates, and uh, City of Drones, you know, that's like a, uh, you know, it, it's not conventional, of course, like, because uh, it's drone music and it's ambient, but if you <laughs> if you want to go on some sort of, like, crazy journey ethereally in your mind, then you should listen to that, because it's, uh, it's great to sleep to as well. Well, some of the tracks are, I mean... There's a few that scare the living shit out of me, <laughs> Yeah. but it, it's seriously good. And then, um, of course, we've got, um, uh, how can I forget, uh, Our Imperfect Future. They released a, uh, an album, The Darkest Storm, a few months ago. You know, still listen to that here and there. You know, like, when I get time, I barely have time to do anything. But, like, yeah, um, that was... You know that that was really good job, especially on the mastering side. Like kudos to Sean, Um, amazing. Just (laughs) you know it comes so close to being like professional that you know especially through like what I'm listening through, it's shocking. You know, really really good and just it was good. Nice long album though. I was you know when I when I saw the track listing, I was like, um, oh, it's pretty long. I wonder if they'll be able to make that flow. And you know my doubts were just. Destroyed when I listened to it. It really did flow well, and uh, of course we uh, we have uh, yours truly. Uh, no, that's me. <laughs> you. We have you. <laughs> we have you that uh, you know control it, destroy. Uh, I, f- I still it's pretty vain, but I still geek out over that remix you did. Both of yeah? them. Yeah, it's. Ugh. I remember you sending me that, and I was like, I was, and you said dubstep and. I was like, okay. I was like, let's see. And I was just, I just sat back in my chair and I was just like, Jesus. I was like, wow. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how the fuck has he turned this into something that's so much like? A, it's just, I don't know. When I said it to my, to my best friend and like we were just like, wow. And we were just, it was, it was, amazing. And just, just a big shout out to everyone on EMG. Basically, like, you're all awesome. <laughs> They they really are, like, I, I've said it
1: before, but it's just amazing that, and like you said, yeah, it's not, uh, like, given, given all the people on the internet, it's not a huge group, but it's kind of a small group, but there's so much, like, talent packed into that small group, I can't believe, like, we just happen to, like, connect with all these people.
0: It feels very much like a musical family that, this, you know, without sounding a bit too weird, but, like it it is it's, there's so many different diverse things going on in this group like and it we just seem to gel together very well and mm-hmm. you know it's it's very tranquil once
1: in a while i do i have to i have to stop and like marvel at how well it's come together and those com- the the compilation albums really help too
0: like i'd, I'd never had like if, when we did num- uh 1.0 like uh like uh, I remember, like when it was released, I was just refreshing the page and seeing the little Facebook applet thing, like the likes going up and up. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. this you know, there's." I think that's a big, uh, big thanks to Robo O'Sullivan for that. And his, oh uh, yeah, his uh, his connections. He seems to have a lot of
1: friends, which is good. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: I'm sure he'll be with us on the next one.
1: Yeah, he seems to be just like taking a break
0: yeah it's what it's deserved isn't it really because like put a lot of work into that last album so
1: yeah the darkest storm like you said it's like so close to professional in like every aspect of it like the album art looks great um for doing a remix he sent me which was super cool of him he sent me a free copy of the album the, the cd and like the presentation is nice the whole it's 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 nice like they did a good job on that
0: yeah. I'm pretty uh, disappointed I didn't get to do one a remix. I-, I love to do remixes. Like if anyone needs wants to wants me to do a remix, just send me the because there's nothing more I love than doing it. Um so yeah, um I was pretty disappointed that I didn't find the time to do that. I think I actually just missed the deadline. Like I think he ended on EMG and I just I missed it. I was like, ah oh, fuck <laughs> But you know, maybe next time. Speaking of which, by the way, on remixes, I've I've just finished one for uh, Onslaught Six. Um just did a dolphin remix and he wants loads of people he's gonna put it on a single. So I, I just uh did one of those and uh just a shout out to him.
1: I'd like to hear a glass remix of Onslaught Six. I think that would be pretty cool. But I'd also like to get in on that one. That's one I've been that's one I've been meaning to to work on too.
0: It's really, uh, it's good to work. It's a good song to work. With. It's got a really nice, strong, like, uh, uh, pentatonic uh, main hook kind of thing. It's really, really good. Nice and fun. You can do a lot with it.
1: It's, uh, it's good. I also have a remix of Tommy Sanazaki that I need to finish that
0: he's been after me about. Yeah. I, I saw, I, I listened to, uh, oh, what was it called? It was the first track he uh, posted on EMG. And it was seriously good. I listened to the title track, yeah, Beautiful Abyss. And uh, it was awesome. Really liked it. You know, I need to listen to more stuff. I really do, because it was uh, seriously
1: good. The album is very cool. I need to finish up that remix.
0: That'll be interesting. What are you Are you taking, like, uh, a dubstep, like, way with the well, bee doing c-
1: I kind of got to a point where. Just because, like, it's been so, it's been, like, so prevalent in, uh, if that's even a word now that I think about it. Anyway. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, like, the dubstep sound, and, like, a lot of times, like, with your remix, when I did your remix, I told <laughs> you, you know, it's kind of dubsteppy. And I think if you, like, listen to my stuff and then listen to, like, what people would consider, like, actual dubstep genre stuff, it's not necessarily the same. But I definitely kind of co-opted that that sound, the wobs and the Yeah, and the synths. And a lot of times I'll tell, like if I like a remix of your track or somebody else's, I'll be I'll, I'll it's kind of a forewarning because <laughs> it's hard to tell. Like there's a couple of guys in the group that like dubstep, but I know there's like a large majority in the group that are not fans, so it's almost a forewarning.
0: <laughs> this is this is what brought me on. Like I was thinking about this the the other day. Like um it's it, I used to really hate dubstep, because, but the reason why I think is because I was looking at it from the wrong thing. <laughs> I was looking at dubstep like I look at all like all other music. Like, does it have a good meaning? And I think if you try and look for a meaning in dubstep, you're never going to find it. Like, I think what dubstep is about is really the experience and the the kind of like just just the the raw feeling of like sounds that really like inspire some sort of like primal, you know, like uplifting feeling or something like that, you know, or something very dark. And I think if you look at it from that way, that you look at it as just something that doesn't really hold any sort of deep meaning, but it is really powerful when it comes to inspiring raw, raw emotion, then, you know, you kind of appreciate it for a different reason. And that's how I really grew to like it. Like now I'm quite an avid listener of Dubstep. I quite like a lot of it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would ag- I would agree with you there. And when it comes to like a lot of the different stuff in the genre, that's like it tends to get, like it tends to get mixed into a lot of different other genres. I mean, there's a central dubstep sound, but it, it's being that it's a music that kind of grew out of um, a lot of like the club and DJ <laughs> uh, scene. It tends to get mixed into a lot of other stuff like hip hop stuff and pop. pop music and stuff like that so I can understand where people come from when they say they're not a fan of dubstep because there's a lot of you know kind of shitty dubstep out there
0: there is but but if you think about it there's a lot of shitty everything it's just (laughs) (laughs) dubstep's got got a uh, a bad rap because it's quite a distinct sound you know that wobble and and things like that (laughs) it's kind of Mm -hmm. uh, but there's always going to be shit stuff And uh, it's just really about not judging it on that. Like, you know, ask yourself: Would you, you know, if you didn't like, I don't know, Skinny Puppy, because you didn't like industrial, like you didn't like that because it was too harsh? Then, if someone said, "Do you like Nine Inch Nails or an industrial band?" Then would you just say no, or would you listen to it? I don't know. That's like how I would look at it. You mentioned like
1: the meaning behind it. And that's kind of one thing. It's definitely, generally as a genre, got that, like, well, it sounds cool thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds cool. It doesn't matter what the fuck it means. It sounds cool. I mean, there's the general people that are just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. And then there's kind of, like, I think the fan base of, like, the, from the tech side, they're like, oh, that's a cool sound. How did they do that? Or and this and that. Yeah. And it's kind of something that's been missing from my music for a while. But I try to, like, I used to make a lot of music that was based on, in emotion and stuff and eventually I'll kind of get back to that but I try to at least weave some type of emotion into the tracks and I think that's another reason why I like like remixing your tracks because the emotions all there and I can take you know I could take some like dirty soulless synths in there and weave it together and it still retains that emotion you know
0: that drop Jesus (laughs) it was it was very my god It was awesome. I, I can't. I cannot deny. I was so shocked. I was like, "Wow," you know. But yeah, I mean, maybe I'm being a bit general when I say you know that like it's not really about the emotion and things. You know, perhaps you know I've yet to hear like a uh, like something from like a main mainstream dubstep artist thing that kind of has any kind of message in it. You know, properly or any message that I can decipher. Maybe I'm being a bit too dense or something, but. I don't know. Do you know of any tracks that like fall into that?
1: Um I could I could probably find something, but I would have to agree with you. Yeah. It, uh, most of it is it's uh, maybe I shouldn't say soulless, but there's not a lot of <laughs> there's not a lot of depth to it. Most of
0: it there really isn't. Yeah, it, like I was just going to say it's I think it's fine that it doesn't ha- it's not, it doesn't have any depth to it you know, if you approach it from a different angle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it can't be criticized for that because I don't think it's trying to be that.
1: Yeah, it's fine that it's not trying to accomplish that because most of the, most of the music, it's not. It's not trying to accomplish it. And, like, I think a lot, sometimes it's not really fair to judge something on what you think it should accomplish. You know what I mean? And Yeah. And, and I'm definitely guilty of that. It's like, because a lot of it falls into, it's like club music or party music. And there's been a lot of times where I'm like, there's a lot of music that would fall into like club or party music where, okay, like, sure, that's the emotion, you know, having fun or just being, you know, just energized. And like, I, I myself am guilty of like judging music on that, being like, well, there's nothing to it. There's no soul, you know, (laughs) and I do worry about my music sometimes because I will, I'll judge other music by that. I'll be like, that's just stupid party music. You know, there's nothing to it and then i worry about doing that myself so yeah i don't know i see i see that side of it for sure
0: i think it's... i think yeah like is everyone's kind of guilty of doing that but i think it's valid when you fucking hear songs like that just constantly fucking say let's get on the dance floor let's fucking get on the dance floor over and over again like jesus christ how c- how could you listen to that like just when you're not on a dance floor i don't know maybe i'm being too <laughs> 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 like Well, it's lame. Like how?
1: Well, yeah, I agree. But I guess there's a lot of people though that I don't think. And this is why pop music is, is isn't probably pretty much always has been this in the state that it's it is, is because I don't think there's a lot of people that approach music looking for what it is that we usually look for. You know, Mm. I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that do, and even the people that generally don't, there still be songs that like touch them on some emotional level but there's 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 an awful lot of people who don't look they don't search out music for that reason you know they just want something that's upbeat or you know just some happy noise you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Ugh, I don't, I don't yeah I know <laughs> me either that's never been me but you know it's, I guess if it's what people like then fine but you know Blech, blech. <laughs> blech, 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 anyway,
1: and that's another reason I like to continue asking that question about um, like the digital downloads and the state of music industry blah 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 it almost always gets the people I'm asking it almost always gets them on the topic of fucking pop music and this <laughs> and that and I always, I think that's interesting
0: well <laughs> It's such a it's such a thorn in us indie musicians. That's why it's, we see it as the big, dominating you know power because it's it's an impenetrable machine, really. You know because it, it's just it is it just a machine? I know it's an overused metaphor, but it's churning, 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 churning. You know, and you won't get there unless you're sellable. And unfortunately, to be sellable, of course, you have to appeal to everybody on a thing and. People who have respect for themselves as a musician—they don't like to do that. Therefore, we am never going to get that. So, it's you know, I think that's why we hate it so much, and rightly so, really, because it is awful. I mean, there's so many great, you know, musicians and bands out there that just hardly get the amount of attention they should, you know. And if people listen to them, they'd be, probably make them more interesting people, you know, without sounding too. You know general and harsh but it, it's kind of true that kind of reminds
1: me of something I, I think it was I think it was Atticus I was talking to way back when I did his interview we were kind of mm. chatting afterwards and I think we were talking about 90s music and it still blows my mind to think about that Nine Inch Nails especially during the downward spiral period got to <laughs> that level based on the downward spiral
0: like how did it happen it's fucking amazing, isn't it? I mean, the luckiest thing ever. I mean, or maybe it's just because it's such a great album that you can just it just had to get through, you know. It was destined mm-hmm. to become something, that album, even if it didn't. It's it's crazy, isn't it, though, how, like, I look back, you know, at and, and the 90s and things like that, and you, you've got so many icons back then, and, like, the, these 2000s, you know, like, the... There's nobody, there's hardly anyone, you know, who you could really I could really see being like someone I'm gonna listen to thirty years later from this era, if that makes sense. Like who didn't originate from the nineties and things like that. I think that's not solely a fault of like musicians. Like I think that's obviously, you know, the record companies in the state of the music industry. I think that's mainly why we don't see any of these icons, like and these people. You know like you see someone prominent like David Bowie from the seventies, eighties and nineties and like you know Freddie Mercury and people like that, and they're just so they have this identity, and I just don't see that coming from anyone like who hasn't already established something like that. There's no one new, you don't see anyone rising up like if that makes sense, does that make sense or am I being No bit- that no, that totally
1: makes sense, and you know and I don't think because. No, I agree. And I think, I think the same thing sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I'm just being that older guy, you know, as more of a a kid in a teen of the nineties and, you know, well, music these days, but I don't think it's that. I think you're totally right. There hasn't been like any of those, like there's, there hasn't been an iconic new artists to emerge during the 2000s like at all that not necessarily I mean there might be some some decent acts out there that have got like some recognition that'll last for a while but there hasn't been any like
0: groundbreaking like no big artists it's, everyone just disappears it's weird we, we rise up song gets massively played we do an album maybe two and then just whoosh, gone that's all it is i kind of wonder because that's kind of
1: like and it seems like really kicked into high gear now. And I think that falls into like the digital distribution thing and the internet, but like pop music's always kind of been that way where it's like, kind of like, boom, explode this new artist and then big cash grab and then recycle them out get them out of there and bring somebody else in. But now it seems like they're doing Not only they're doing that, like super hardcore to where it's like weekly, like here's, here's some new artists and they're, And they're huge and they're big, even though no one's ever heard of them before. But here you go, make a million, you know, we'll make a million dollars and then pull them out and next week it'll be somebody else. And I don't think they're taking the chance on those, those other artists that could have been like the Trent Reznor or like you mentioned the David Bowie, like those kind of iconic guys.
0: It's really sad because, you know, I am very jealous of people who got to see like Trent Resner and, and David Bowie, uh, Bowie, sorry, and fucking, you know, people like that in when they were like first starting out and things like that, you know, it must have been fucking amazing, you know. I mean, I got fucking, it was the best night of my life was when I went to see Nine Inch Nails at, at Manchester here. Yeah, and, but I just can't imagine what it would have been like during the, the self destruct tour. I imagine it would have been insane. And I just wish I'd, I, I could have experienced that, you know.
1: Let's see. You said you're you're 21 now, right? Hmm. Okay. Well, I unfortunately I didn't get to see nails like at the height when they were touring at like like you said the self destruct tour. I did see them. Oh, after with teeth came out, I seen them once. Oh, right. So that's kind of disappointing. But and this is the same thing I told Atticus when we were talking about it. Like being a fan during the '90s of Trent Reznor, like like an avid fan, where you're like holding your breath for each album. That sucked because the dude released albums so slowly. (laughs) You were (laughs) you were waiting. You know he had you wait. What? Okay, so Pretty Hate Machine came out in like '89. (laughs) So for like a decade, he came out with three like three full length. Official albums, mm-hmm. so you're waiting
0: years and years between albums. That really sucked. <laughs> I yeah, I can't imagine that. I, I can imagine that. That's that, that blows. But like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It, I mean, just to exp, you know, fucking downward spiral just released and experiencing that for the first time. Like, it must have been a fucking crazy experience listening to that.
1: Like it. Yeah, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It was cool, definitely, to be a fan of, like, Nails during the 90s when stuff off the Downward Spiral was getting radio play. You could hear that on the radio, you know? Wow. It was was pretty cool. Which tracks? Which would normally get played? Um, Closer, of course, was the big one. Because that kind of, like, even though you can't really say it's necessarily a radio friendly track, it's got more mass appeal. Yeah, definitely. It's got, yeah, that solid dance beat. He even says it himself. I'll, I don't know how accurate this is, but he always even claimed he tried to... Of course, this is what they always say. He tried to make <laughs> a pop song. You know, he's like, oh, I tried to make a pop song. But <laughs> that's, you know, that's what... uh, What's his name? Shit, Kurt Cobain. That's what he said about Teen Spirit. Or it smells, smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Was, you know, they made it big. And I think they feel like... I don't know. They, I think they worry. They're like, they don't want to look cool, So they're like, oh no, I tried to make a big pop song and be,
0: you know. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> but,
1: what other tracks? Piggy. They played Piggy. Wow. Once in a while. Obviously not as often, but Piggy was a single, I think.
0: Holy shit. I would not expect that, you know, especially with that drums, drums at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Just imagine people would turn that off, like, people who don't like that kind of thing. Um, that's, that's- Hurt, of course. Mm -hmm. I
1: can't remember offhand. There But even like, okay, Perfect Drug, that's a little more friendly, but even that has some stuff where it's like, really, I can't believe they played that on the radio. (laughs) I (laughs) know. But I don't know if you've ever noticed, but the radio edit, they took out a large section of that. Like the full version has this weird electronic drum crazy section, and they took that out for the radio version. So there's a perfect example of like... They'll play it, but they're not quite going to play everything, you know?
0: See, that sucks, because that's one of the strongest parts for me, because it leads into the uh, the like outro bit, you know, which uh, is just amazing. Like, And I think the radio editors have listened to it, and it's, it, I don't know, it loses something by just cutting that out. Like, it, I don't know. But I guess they would have to, because it's too long for radio. Got to keep them excited.
1: Next time, or sometime I'll hit you up for uh, to, to be on my other podcast, but next time we'll have to talk about some Doctor Who.
0: Hells yeah. Well, if you need, like, I was going to ask this anyway, but if like, if you're ever doing, like, a, uh, like, you know, just a normal one of these shows with the, with the, other, the other guys, like, uh, and you're doing guest stuff, I'll happily do a guest thing. Awesome, yeah. Pretty fucking cool to talk to you. You, got, you guys got some chemistry.
1: A bunch of you guys in the group seem to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I, I would worry about kind of like how odd it is sometimes but uh, people seem, do seem to
0: enjoy it so I'm glad we'll keep doing that. It's Uncensored you know which is good. Well I don't know how uncensored it is but it's, it's mostly uncensored
1: once in a while and it's usually Steve he'll say something for the shock value. Once in a while I'll have to cut the stuff he says but for the most part it's pretty close to uncensored
0: So yeah, if you're ever doing that, just uh, hit me up.
1: We will definitely have you on one of
0: the regular shows. Hell's yeah. Looking forward to it.
1: All right. Well, I suppose I should let you go, man.
0: Yeah. It's pretty late here. Two o'clock now. Oh, well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. I've had fun. So it's okay. It's cool. Good. All right. All right. Well,
1: I'll, uh... well I will. What? <laughs> <laughs>